Welcome to Generating Demand Real Stories from the B2B Trenches, where we tell you our secrets, like how to establish thought leadership, or rock your webinar registrations, and tips and tricks to drive sales-ready leads. Lean in, listen, and learn. We've got you covered. This podcast is brought to you by Virtual Intelligence Briefing. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Generating Demand, Stories from the B2B Trenches. My name is Amanda McGuckin-Hager. I'm here with my guest, Jody Bart-Holzband. Welcome, Jody. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited you're here. You are our first PR professional to talk about generating demand through PR efforts. And um, I'm a big fan of PR in generating demand. And so I'm super excited to have you here. I'm also really excited to share your story. I know a little bit about it and it's going to be awesome. I'm excited um, too. And this is my first time as a guest on a podcast, but I'm very used to preparing executives <laughs> these sorts of things. Well, here's your 15 minutes. Here it is. Here it is. Um, for the audience, Jody is a PR consultant. She's been doing this on her own for the last three years or so and using the experience that she's gained over 20 years of her career working with global agencies, both on the agency side and on the client side, going in-house for different technology companies, all sizes from early stage startups to multinational global billion dollar companies as well. So that is a wealth of experience that you bring to your PR consultants or to your PR clients today. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the story that I have is about one of your clients or the story that you'll be sharing is about one of your clients, Viopta, mm -hmm. which is a, a collaborations intelligence platform. And yes. you all, as I understand it, did a survey that you're going to tell us about and publish those results. Now, I want, I want the audience to know that Jody and I go back over a decade. We worked together at, at a company over a decade ago. We've been following each other's uh, careers and supporting each other in different endeavors. And uh, I saw Jody sharing some of the results of this effort on her uh, LinkedIn page and immediately reached out and said, you've got to tell the story on my podcast. This is amazing. So I'm super, super excited to be here with you today. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. I'm happy to share. And yeah, my focus has really honed into B2B technology. So I assume some of your listeners are in that space. And I think mm -hmm. surveys are an extremely important tool for success in PR for B2B technology companies. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that. So I'm, I myself am no stranger to doing surveys, but someone that may not have conducted a survey or understands why that survey is important to B2B audiences. Yeah. Um, what's your perspective? Let's um, just rewind a little bit and um, talk about a challenge of doing PR in general in the B2B technology space. Yeah. It can be hard to get coverage in B2B technology. Um, and it is next to impossible to get coverage outside of the trade publications in your space. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it depends on the topic. There's a lot of factors, but generally what you're putting out in terms of press releases and getting coverage for could be big company news, right? Um, mm -hmm. There's funding. That's great that, you know, you'll get coverage for that and beyond probably your trade publications, but you're not always getting 50 or a hundred million dollars, right? That's <laughs> happening all the time. So in between you're doing maybe product announcements, platform updates, um, 
event announcements. You might even do company news press releases, but it's hard to get those to be covered even in your trade publications because they know mm -hmm. news, right? Key so, hires, same if yeah, you have yeah. add to your executive team. Yeah. That's great for you. Not Awards. a lot of media publications yeah. will care. <laughs> right. Awards, same thing. You know, great to have those logos on your website. Um, will it get covered? I don't know. So it's hard. A lot of B2B tech PR is um, kind of telling that story through your press page so that if someone goes and, and looks through there, I always tell my clients, like, this is your chance to write your own history of your company and all mm -hmm. the milestones along the way. So That's great. Yeah. Coverage is really important, but, and it's super important, but think about, you know, the story that you want to tell. So, um, I always recommend surveys to my clients, regardless. Um, the company that we're going to be focusing on today is called Viopta. Mm -hmm. uh, they are a collaboration intelligence company based in Austin as well. Nice. As you and I are. And um, what they do is they look at an enterprise or organization's collaboration, performance, um, management, and app analytics across platforms. So a lot of companies, for example, you and I are on a video chat right now. So this mm -hmm. is the kind of thing that they are looking at. Um, Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Cisco WebEx, all of these platforms, they have their own monitoring. But what if you have three different ones that are being used throughout your network? Which is it's, quite common. It's very common, right? Because individuals have, you know, and teams use different platforms. Different, different preferences. Companies. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So this is a way that you can see everything that's going on. In, you know, in your network, you can look at problems, you can figure out solutions, that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. that's what they do. And um, they've been great in terms of they have a lot of information, a lot of great news to put out. You know, they are constantly adding to their products. They're constantly innovating. It's never been an issue to find like, what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? And yeah. for the audience, uh, back to your original point, Jody, of writing your own history on your press page. I think a lot of what I say to companies when I'm working with them is, you need to show momentum. You need to show activity. You need to show that there are things going on. It's not stale. Right. Um, and you do that. Hole, it's like, what's going on with that company? You know? Exactly. A question for sure. And, and, you know, some companies have more to say than others do. Some, some companies, you know, have more announcements. I think it's fine. You don't have to have, you know, two to four announcements a month, but you should have at least one a month and, you know, kind of thinking throughout your year. Right. Um, Maybe you want one company released every year that talks about, you know, ways that you're growing, that you're comfortable sharing. And mm -hmm. so anyways, there's a mix there. I don't want to get too deep. <laughs> but um, so they, they've been great and they get tons of coverage in the trade publications that, that write about them. They, you know, nice. if you are looking, if you are looking for what they do, you will find them. Um, they're one of the few companies that do what they do. Um, I started working with them actually in March of 2020. And uh, we, we did a survey last year that we broke up into two separate press releases that we did um, with our own mailing list. So by okay. writing to their customers and then issuing a survey. Um, and just for the audience, uh, Jody said mailing list. I don't think she means the postal mailing list. I no, think she means sorry. the email mailing list that's email in list. there. I refer to it as your house list, right? Who's in your okay. database, your customers and your prospects. Exactly. Um, but Thank yes, you. your known audience that is yeah. sitting in Email your database. Handled sending that out to, um, because that's, that's, you know, you have the list, right? Companies always say like, we have a list of customers. We have a list of prospects. There's so many, let's do that. 
And I'm like, okay, let's, we can do that. Uh, it is inexpensive in some ways, but expensive in other ways. So um, you're going to have to deal with that data. You're going to have to slice and dice that data. Who's going to be looking at it? You know, um, there's no one in that role, usually at companies whose job it is to, you know, you might be doing other surveys. It depends on the size, but doing it yourself, it's, it's a deviation from your regular routine of what everyone's doing. And um, mm -hmm. it can be pretty distracting. Same with company data that exists. You know, there's another mm -hmm. thing of let's, let's share our data externally. I love that approach. That is one of my favorite yes. approaches. It can be hard though. So from a PR perspective, right? What can I control, right? I can't control the folks within the business pulling that data and giving it to me. I can't control, right. you know? So um, if I need to show results, I, you know, I'm like, if you give me those things, I will use them and I will do my best with them. But what Viopta agreed to do this year, and it took, you know, some months of discussion was to um, hire an external survey company that focuses on PR headlines and has former reporters that work there and help nice. with content. And I have worked with other survey companies and there are some good ones, but this one is the best. And they're called nice. Field. I don't work for them in any sense of the of the. You know, no, no affiliation. No affiliation them. whatsoever. But um, they're they're the best as far as my personal experience in terms of understanding. Right, there's lots of reasons to do surveys. You know, mm -hmm. marketers do surveys all the time. Right, how do we mm -hmm. improve our product? Lots of reasons. This, what I'm trying to do for my companies, is get them coverage, get them headlines in media. And um, ideally, because it was important to Viopta as well, they wanted to get coverage beyond the trades. They wanted to get mm -hmm. coverage in broad business, national, international publications. They wanted their name out there beyond the usual. So, and this would be like like uh, the New York Times, Washington Post, these types of sort of yeah. consumer publications that have the business sections. Yep. Um, which is yep. definitely a step beyond trades that are really only focusing on the small niche exactly um, and it's hard to get into those publications and mm -hmm. they're you know and even some of them um some of them might not even work with companies providing surveys you know even if it's a great survey so but they do they're hungry for content just like everyone else and mm -hmm. um if you can you know figure out something that's sexy enough that's done by a reputable survey company that helps too mm -hmm. they and they know the name of um, all those factors really help. Um, I also recommend, I think it's great if if you're with a smaller, more scrappy company that does not have a powerful legal department, mm -hmm. you can have a little bit more fun with these surveys. And so that's a benefit that I think small, mid-sized companies have over these large multinational companies, right? That yes, because they can be yeah, they agile. Can be they don't get stuck in the legal department never to be seen again. Exactly, exactly. Um, well, that's great. And I think one thing that's really important to your point is um, making sure that the study and the results and the publication or however they get out to the media is relevant to the industry at large. Right? Yes. If you, you mean like if you want coverage beyond just exactly what you do, right? Or your trade. Exactly. It's like, yeah, what are people in business? What are CEOs? And so that, I mean, that actually is a great great transition because the people who buy the product that we sell, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. they're IT people pretty much, right? It's okay. often IT people who are 
you know, the ones that are going to be held feet held to the fire if their video collaboration tools aren't working and no one can meet. Right. Yes. Yes. So, um, so they sell into the IT department into who's going to purchase right. it and implement it across the organization. Yes. And, and previously with surveys, with our data, that's what it speaks to. Okay. But mm -hmm. that's not, you know, that's not who the New York Times is, the Wall Street Journal, right? Right. Those, those people. So, so what this did is it really brought Viopta to the attention of the CEO level, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not only that, it, it pointed out that UC, Unified Communications and Collaboration, it's now of interest to the CEOs. They are demanding reports. They want to know, is this working? Because their entire, you know, workforce is on, you know, collaboration tools. If it's not working, yes. the company is not working. So it's essential right now during COVID as we're all, you know, hybrid and working from home. And so this survey actually was a hybrid work survey that we conducted nice. in August of this year. Nice. Yeah. Um, and so just going back a little bit, you know, we started talking about the survey in November and it didn't get done till August. So just, you know, it can take some time. I'm, I don't want to get too much into numbers, but um, it, it's, it's something that we had to, to budget for, for sure. It was higher than we wanted to spend. There were other mm -hmm. survey firms that charged less, but I really felt that if we're going to do this, let's do this right. You know, mm -hmm. I, put, I put my reputation with my client on the line a little bit. So um, I'm lucky that this worked and it doesn't work, <laughs> right? I mean, you can put out news as a PR person and something else happens and you are buried. You can't yes. get anything else out there. That is the truth of PR. You don't yeah. control the other storylines. Yeah. Um, and what you think might be a hit might not be a hit. So yeah, so in PR, you can't control what's happening on the other side. You can't control what other news is coming out. There's a lot there. So mm -hmm. um, what, what I suggested, so generally surveys are about 20 to 25 questions. That's good. And um, when I set the stage with our with our partner, our, our survey partner, and with my clients on our mm -hmm. kickoff call, I said um, I'd like to get more than one press release out of this survey. I would like to be able to have a few different, maybe two to three moments in time where we have a chance to get coverage for this. Mm -hmm. And so let's keep that in mind as we're putting together the questions and trying to find you know like two or three separate themes. I think I want to just pause and say that for the audience's sake, that it's uh, it may be worth noting that you developed the survey with the end in mind. Absolutely. Right. You Absolutely. were creating the survey, trying to figure out what are we going to get to, which is an, an awesome angle. I think in my experience, sometimes the survey reveals things that end up being the gold, right? That you may not have the foresight in the survey development. So it, I think it works both angles. You, you need to create the survey with the end in mind, but then also be open to the story that the data tells you. Exactly. With the, yeah, we think in headlines, right? So yeah. in PR, so we're thinking headlines. What's the headline? Mm -hmm. um, and again, I, I do want to add that like working with a survey partner that thinks that way, you know, most statisticians, survey providers are yeah. thinking in words. They're not thinking that way, right? And so... Um, and we, as we iterated through the survey, right, we worked together as a team really closely to figure out like why were we, we were doing something or why we were not. And um, it also had to tie in with a story that, that we wanted to tell, you know, essentially mm -hmm. that um, collaboration is of interest at the highest levels and yeah, you know, right now. Um, and yeah. then talking about how companies were, were going to handle hybrid work. 
Um, so essentially we put out, um, we did a landing page with um, a third of the results and a press okay. release that went with that. Nice. Um, we released um, initially. And then actually this week we released the second piece with a press release. Nice. And then in a couple of weeks, we'll do the third. We don't want to get too far from when the survey actually took place, which was in August. Um, but we did want to spread it out a bit. Um, honestly, just because this is a marketing audience, so we could re reach our goals, right? Um, September was the end of the um, third quarter. End of quarter, yeah. We blew our goals out of the park. And if I had put all my survey results in that quarter, then... You know, I'd be scrambling a bit in this quarter. So yeah, I'm really thinking about that too, wanting to spread out the results of, of when we issued these. So I think what you said is um, critical for, to a critical point to make to the audience, which is you didn't reveal all the results at the same time, instead splitting it up into threes to maximize coverage and demand generation, not just coverage. Yeah. Um, and yeah, speaking to your audience there, um, an ebook will be created that will cover the entire survey. Mm -hmm. I don't know all the other plans that that marketing is putting forward in terms of using this in social media, right? Mm -hmm. There's no in sales presentations. There's just so much here that can be repurposed. Yeah, it's really rich. Yeah. But you created a press release that went out on a wire, I assume. The press release pointed to a landing page on the Biopta website, mm -hmm. and from that website, uh, readers and and prospects were able to, I assume, engage with the sales process in some way, either requesting a demo or requesting a conversation with the sales team. Yeah, um, and that's how the the demand was driven, right? Was organically through the website. Yes, is that I mean, correct? It is. I will say that this particular type of coverage is probably one of the least likely to, to lead to demand generation, right? To direct demand generation, direct. right. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, you know, if you do a product update and someone goes to your website from that, they're more likely to want to buy, right? They're going to be closer to this. This could just be someone who's curious about Biopta. My thinking here is what this does in terms of the business reason for doing it mm -hmm. is um, if the company wants to raise money, if they're mm -hmm. looking to get acquired, you know, these mm -hmm. kinds of high level coverage is going to make a difference to those people that are looking to, are we interested in, in this company? Is this, is this company we want to invest in? Is this company we want to buy? Um, yeah. Company we want to partner with, you know? So and also candidates for hiring. I mean, there's so yeah. much goodness that comes out of PR in my mm -hmm. mind. I mentor a lot of startups and I always, I generally find myself saying this over and over to them, which is, your prospects cannot buy you. They literally cannot buy you if they don't know you exist. Right. Like the very first thing you have to do is establish that you exist. Right. right. And PR and studies like this and coverage like this is such an amazing way to do that. Not only with your prospects, but like you said, with potential investors or um, business deals, partners, candidates to hire. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, it goes well beyond the sales funnel. Absolutely. Um, it does help too. I, I, I didn't get metrics for you on this, but SEO, there was a ton of backlinks to Viapta's website from absolutely you know, high DA websites. You know, our average domain authority of coverage, a lot of which did link back to Viapta's website was 76. That's nice. So that's, that's insane. I mean, that's huge domain authority for all the SEO folks out there that uh, yeah. domain authority is yeah. backlinking to your website from high domain authority sites where the coverage was published is what Jody's saying. And so right. 
and it, there and is it, a rich your you know it, it's it's it raises you know maybe your domain authority is 60 right mm -hmm. You're getting covered mm -hmm. in 80 level domain authority you know you might go up to 61 62 it helps raise that um, and then you're going to be suggested more you're going to come up higher in the google searches search engine results pages mm -hmm. so um it it adds to the your the company's overall credibility exactly yeah exactly. online and offline right totally um so going back to kind of the strategy so yes the first press release had um what we thought was like the sexiest headline um, yeah. What it was, just to share that with you, was um, the Viopta survey reveals executives don't fully trust one third of remote workers to effectively perform. Mm. That was the headline. Which was a very hot topic, hot narrative in the market at the yeah. time of COVID. Yeah. Yep. And, and that was, so when we did the survey was in August, and that was sort of when... Um, COVID was rearing its head again, right? We kind of thought, yeah. oh, we're vaccinated. You know, a lot of people are vaccinated. We're kind of going out. We're seeing family. We're and going then, back to normal. Yeah. yeah. And then companies had to claw back those plans um, when Delta hit. So mm -hmm. the timing worked out again in terms of when we put this out. If we were too late, it might have not worked as well. Um, what we did in terms of just putting it on the wire because that's risky. The truth is the minute you post a press release to the wire, it's old. Like, ah, so, and that's normal. I didn't know that. You know, yeah, that's, that's traditionally what I've been. Yeah. It was like, oh, it was two hours ago. Oh, it was yesterday. You know, it's no longer. So again, so what did you guys do? normally I, I post a press release and then I get you. That's normally what I do. Um, but something special like this, where it's like, the, you know, the stakes are high. Mm -hmm. What, how I handled this one was, um, you can pitch an exclusive, right? Where maybe uh -huh. you are contacting the wall street journal and saying, this is yours for 20, you know, 24 hours. If you'll, you know, hold an embargo, keep it a secret. Essentially you can be the one to break it. Um, but what I did for this one was I just did some pre-pitching without exclusives. So okay. um, offered it to some folks at, you know, high-end publications. Uh, first, they had to agree that they're going to keep it, you know, close to best until the state and this time. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so, so offered it to Fortune and Forbes and Bloomberg and Wall Street Journal and New York Times. And um, I had actually been collecting a list of all of the writers that were writing about hybrid work and remote work, right? Because these were not nice. people that we were normally pitching. Yeah, different folks. So um, anyways, was able to get a story in Forbes, which was a That's great like, coverage. I mean, the whole piece was just about our survey and then actually asking other companies to weigh in. Right. Like we were the focus. And then um, after not getting interest from Bloomberg. So I wrote to the Bloomberg reporter on Twitter. I said, hey, there's a there's a survey in your inbox. I hope you'll take a look at it. He says, oh, we receive 10 hybrid work surveys every hour. Oh. Okay. <laughs> on, right? So went forward. Then he gets back to me and he says, wait a minute. This survey is awesome. Now, this was actually after it was posted to The Wire. Okay. I, I want to do this. I want to cover it. So you never know, you know, I mean, you use strategy and you try to, you know, get ahead of things as much as you can. And then um, 
you know, we would have gotten coverage, but it was the Bloomberg piece because they are syndicated worldwide that pushed us over the edge. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. So that was the key. And then, um, fortune Forbes covered us again. I mean, it's now, I think the type of stat, like I think you've mentioned with the previous survey where it's going to keep coming up, right? Because it's now been validated, mm-hmm. not just from a company's press release. Perspective, yeah. yeah. It's with a partner that is a well-respected survey company, and it's been covered in national and international publications. It's now, you know, an acceptable stat. And where does the stat come from? It comes from Biopta. So it is. it does become a gift that keeps on giving when it's successful. That's amazing. So I have a random question about statistical relevance. I know when I first started in marketing, and- the worst class in college, I'm like, oh God, <laughs> I didn't even take this class in college. So when I first started out in marketing and it started coming up as a statistically relevant, there's always somebody in every crowd that will ask, is this statistically relevant? And, um, I have a little bit of an opinion on that, but I wanted, I want to hear from you as our expert, like, how do you make sure that your survey is statistically relevant? And so, um, any reporters or anyone that might ask about that? Yeah. Um, well, I would say work with a respect partner. So when I, we looked at two or three or four companies for this, because Mm -hmm. I wanted to provide options and Mm -hmm. any of them would have been just fine to work with. Right. They know what they're doing. Um, and I can't remember, it, it's in the notes for, for this survey, and I can share a link that you can share with your audience so they can take a look and see. But um, I think you need to speak with at least 300 um, folks taking the survey, and then it'll say this is yeah relevant within one or two points or however they do that. But when you're working with a respected partner or known partner, that's the key, right? Like um, They handle the statistical relevance. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's just known that this is a company that knows what they're doing. And then I always Googled the companies because I was like, how, you know, are they, is there, is their research getting covered in the media? Because that's valid. Oh, nice. Too, right. And this that's is a great like, angle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This company was getting covered all over the place. And that's because also they focus on PR. So, um, but yeah, you, you don't want to work with a company that you've never found a quote anywhere that of their research. If that's your yeah. media coverage, right? So, <laughs> very true, very true. Yeah. Well, that is awesome. That is uh, such a major success story, really, truly, to get outside of trades, to get into not just one, but all of those publications with the yeah. survey results. Um, to like we talked about, the bring the brand awareness to Viopta as a company, um, and what they do. That unified, or, I'm sorry, that. Um, collaboration intelligence mm-hmm. you know, yeah. platform um, is huge. Um, yeah. And not every company, right, is, I mean, this this was a moment in time for Viopta and for this space mm-hmm. where it made a lot mm-hmm. of sense. And mm-hmm. it actually is pretty tied into what they do. Yeah. So you want to think, obviously, if you're working with a, with a company and you think of a survey idea that has nothing to do or is very far away, right? It's like in terms of the funnel, it has to be like somewhere in the funnel, right? It can't be like up in the clouds. <laughs> yeah. Why is this yeah. company doing this survey? It has to make sense as to why, right? So it's not, you know, I, I don't think, like I don't, I would not walk into any company and be like, we can rep, yeah, we can do this. This is, you know, there's, you know, making sure that that connection makes sense. So, yeah. That's a, that's a big point. And I think having a unique perspective in the market is another big point. I know I'm writing a survey now and I looked at seven or eight different surveys that have been published this year 
um, on what the angles, what questions they were asking and, and therefore not trying to repeat the same questions, right? Because that, that is not news. It's old news actually. So what is our unique perspective on this topic or this issue? Um, and that done and what is new or what does the things that have been put out, what are the questions now? Right. And, and can you help answer those? And what are, to your point, what are relevant, what's relevant right now? What's mm -hmm. relevant in the, in the market or in the narrative right now? Yeah. Um, well, this is awesome, Jody. Thank you so much. I think this yeah, is a yeah. truly valuable episode. I can't wait for the, the listeners to check it out. Um, but we have come to the point in our podcast now where I ask all of our guests to share resources. So you're 20 years into your career, uh, as am I, and, and through time we've grown into different roles and grown our skill sets and we haven't done that alone or in a silo so i'd like to ask you what are some resources that you have personally benefited from either in your pr skill set or in your career growth thank you yes and i i didn't give you the heads up because i wanted you to be excited but um <laughs> well um you know based on support is sort of what i hear you asking so i'll start there um there are some pr groups on facebook actually not on linkedin Okay. Um, I'm in, and some of them are quite large and some of them are very small. Um, and they are a place where other PR colleagues can bounce ideas off of each other. Has anyone done something like this? You know, just connecting with other folks. Um, yeah, those are hugely valuable. And that, you know, that's a free resource. And then there's also, if you're a solo PR practitioner, um, there's solo PR pros, which is a paid group. And okay. that is extremely useful. Um, I can't remember the amount. It's a couple hundred dollars a year. Not, not yeah. crazy. And um, it's really a community. So people are involved. And I, um, I've gotten new business from that group. Um, lots of advice and support. And just, uh, just an awesome group. So um, awesome. Yeah, I, I always look. And I think this, you know, there's also women in communications here in Austin. And that's been mm -hmm. a really nice resource. Just meeting others who are in the similar field and maybe working for themselves also. I think it can be lonely as a, when you're a consultant to, you know, you don't get those water cooler conversations that often. And, you know, yeah. it's nice to chat with people about what they're working on and things, issues in common, challenges, you know, how they've overcome different things. So I love that. Um, in terms of tech resources, I recommend um, Coverage Book. So okay. um, I've, I've never heard of that. I Is that a book? Coverage Book is a website, coveragebook.com, okay. and um, I have an annual subscription to that. That allows me to share coverage reports with my clients in a really oh, nice. visual way. So versus an Excel spreadsheet or, you know, oh, great. it will actually show the visuals. It will talk about the impressions. It will talk about the domain authority. Um, you can print it That's out awesome. to someone. You can use it in a PowerPoint presentation. Uh, pull it up on a website and just share it in a meeting. It, it's a great resource. Um, I've never heard of that. And I already see what a great resource it will be. Amazing. And I yeah. love it too. Sometimes, especially like the coverage, I didn't count count all the coverage from the Viacta survey because I'd look at something and it would say, you know, readership, 23, not 23,000, <laughs> 23. Okay, I'm not going to put that one in there, right? Because it's like something right. I create as real sites. So it helps me also validate what this coverage is and the quality of it and what I actually want to share with my clients, right? Nice. So that coverage book is awesome. And then a free tool, which anyone who wants to get um, 
covered in the media, and I'm sure you've heard of this before, is help a reporter out. It's called oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It can be overwhelming. You receive multiple emails a day. And yeah, I think I've subscribed and unsubscribed and subscribed yes. again. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, seriously, it's a job in itself. So, right, my clients, they could get Haro, but do they want to spend the time to look at Haro? But um, I work with Helper Reporter out for my clients all the time, looking for opportunities nice. for them to get covered. Uh, it's it's a great resource. So that's nice if you don't necessarily have news, but you have expertise to share. You know, all those articles that you read that says this person from this company, that was probably a PR person who subscribes to Haro, <laughs> sending it to the you know executive, helping them edit it, sending it back. And, and that's how those things often come about. That's awesome. Those are some great resources. Oh, I have one more. Okay. This is, from, um, this is from an, I was having lunch with another PR person and she pulled out an iPad and started taking notes on it. Now this is like, I'm just a notebook person. Like, and I was always, yeah, I'm a notebook person too. Notebook person, paper calendar, but I have yeah. so many notebooks for different notebooks for different clients or different things that are happening in my life. Like I take Spanish. I, I wish you could see my desk right now. <laughs> like you gotta find the right notebook or, you know, so this way I take it with a pen. I've got a little pen here. I okay. write notes in my handwriting and I put it in my different sections. So, you know, in a notebook where you go, you meet, oh, let me write it down, but you're like in the wrong notebook or the wrong section. And then you- it Happens to me all the time. It's really yes. frustrating. So this way, yes. like, everything says the date. It's, I mean, it is very cool. It's not the same feeling as writing on paper but in terms of like the organizational aspect of it. It's been incredible. And what um, is it? We don't just, know the name yet. It's just my iPad. Oh, the program I'm using is called Notability. Oh, um, I've heard of Notability. Yeah. Oh, good. Notability, just because she recommended it and there's so many out there and I didn't want to try. So I can't really compare compare and contrast because a lot yeah. of times we don't have time to do all the research. And it's like, oh, this works for you. So I'll try it. It's been great. Yep. I mean, I, I really recommend it. It's just, I still like notebooks and so maybe there's mm -hmm. times and places for a notebook, but uh, when you've got a lot of different categories, kids, things in your life that you're working on and having a space to organize it is lovely. So it's huge. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Those are some really great resources. I yeah. hope the audience takes advantage of them. Mm -hmm. Um, well, it's so nice to have you. This is like, it's, it's very exciting. I'm always preparing my clients for this and <laughs> to be able to tell, tell a story about what I do. And actually my, my parents can learn a little bit about what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Well, I cannot thank you enough for joining and for sharing that story. It's a, it's definitely a success story, one for the books. I hope that others listen and take heed on some of the suggestions and strategies uh, that you shared. It's definitely, you know, those, those types of stories are rare. And I want to make that point that success stories like that sometimes are hard to come by. And there's a lot of factors uh, that come together, right? Supportive client, client that will um, invest money and, and time in doing this, you know, yeah. the right story to tell at the right time in the market, right? There's a ton there, but um, in general, surveys are great. And if you can only do them with your mailing list, email list, it's well, better than no, better, better than no stories. Right. Start out small because then you can also prove yourself, right? Like, oh, see what mm -hmm. we did with this. Imagine what we could do with that. Yeah, that's a very good point. Too. I don't think it's all or nothing. Um, it's just, yeah, this was kind of gold standard and we were able to deliver, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Well, fantastic job. I know they're very, thank very you. thrilled with your, your results. So Amanda. thanks again, Jody. Thanks for being here. You. Take care. Bye. 
If you have any questions, want to suggest topics, or have ideas for guest speakers, drop us a line at podcast at virtualintelligencebriefing.com. To learn more of our demand generation secrets, visit vibriefing.news or grab the link in our show notes.